everyone, welcome back to the last Avatar on the Left podcast brought to you by the Villains Man. I'm your DM, JVD. I'm Kyle, I'm playing Nuxle Greenleaf, a monk wood elf. I'm Sean, playing Calder, human paladin. I'm Joe, I play Karen Fathill, half-lean, finger rogue. I'm Wesley, I'm playing a dwarf fighter named Theodore Shieldbreaker. When are we dropping the human thing on you, like... He, he, no, he's technically human. I am playing oh, and I, treating I, I, him I got as you. human. I got you. I got you. So, <laughs> are you saying you, you're saying Asmir though, right? Or are you saying human? He's saying, saying human, human every oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I said Asmir yeah. like two or three episodes ago. Yeah, yeah he's human. Okay. So, that's how that's how we're playing. He's human. Cool. Human demon thing. Yeah. I'm using his Asmir thing to revolve into the game with. <laughs> And, and that's how you should do things sometimes. Yeah. Just because it says it's one thing doesn't mean it can't be something else. No, the book said. So The book said. That's the way it is. It's the rules. Look here, Mr. Beep, beep. I don't care what he says. <laughs> Archery does not allow you to throw daggers. <laughs> but when you're cool DM, you can do that. <laughs> I listen, I, all I know is it was on Sage Advice. So. Yeah, it was on Sage Advice. So... But but if, but if you got a cool DM like me, you can do stuff like that. Don't ever tell you archery. I won't let you throw daggers. <laughs> Anyways, this I, is episode. Can I throw <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah. This is episode thirteen. Can I throw bows <laughs> with archery? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you throw halflings with ha- archery. Sweet. Fastball special. I, hey, well, I didn't even think about it. I was having a hat fling either. <laughs> Boca is about to launch him out of crossbow. <laughs> you got that hat? That's fastball special I sent you. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. That's on. That's on YouTube. Yeah. It's on uh, our, uh, Dungeons and Discussions. That was a good. Uh, that was a good video. Yes, but thank you, thank you, thank you. But uh, this is episode thirteen of Where Death Dwells. Um, you guys are going to get a guide to take you to some areas in Cholt. Um. Karen Fathill had got a map. Um, do you know what locations are marked on your map? <coughs> yeah. There was a... Was it Fort Bell, Bellier? Mm-hmm. Belgar or whatever? Camp Righteous? Atez Mancheca? River Shoe Showstar? River oh. Showstar? Something. So, Showstar. Um, you had to side, You had decided on <coughs> some guides that were listed. Do you remember what guide you are wanting to uh, we was going to go see, I believe, Iko or Iku. 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 Is that the one that stared into your soul? Yeah. yeah she's, people say she stares into your soul. Um, What time of day are you wanting to go do this? I mean, you're back on the ship. You know that um, you've learned that there's patrols around for each merchant prince. Uh, you and Boca were stopped. Um, some of you guys seen this. You also have the um, weapons from... Um, Voltithus that are playing on uh, Kaladir's uh, energy. Uh, he's really not feeling so great being on the ship around him. So, uh, what is your plan now that you know where you're going? Well, I guess we go immediately, especially if he's not doing too well on the ship. Like, maybe I won't even let him stay on the ship if you don't think you can control yourself. I'll need you helping out. I mean, do I, do I see that he's uneasy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got like dark circles under his eyes and whatnot. It, uh, I would say, it kind of makes you feel nauseous, even though you're not directly close to him. I don't know why it does it, but I knew that when he picked up the scythe, that's when he went ape shit. Yes. So I'm assuming it's just the scythe has something to do with him. Well, I'll tell you the. I don't know about the staff. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the staff because I I did the. It's MRSA. Yeah. You did in your balls. Yeah, yeah that's a bad deal. I don't my stomach. Man. Yeah. 
Pops cool. Um, I'll tell you the staff has pretty big necromatic, you know, energy. So and that's what sets him off. Yeah. Yeah. So are you going to the Squishy Toad now or and are you taking everybody? Is everybody going or, if or is she, it just you and Boca? If the I tell you if the stories are true. Well, I told you the story. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Well that's what I'm saying. If they're true. Yeah. Um I wanna be there. Why? I feel like my soul's more pure than his. <laughs> true. So so you're saying you're you're buying into the legend of Iku. I hope it's true. Uh, you know, Nexel hopes it's true. I feel like what I'm doing is righteous. Okay, what about you, uh, Caladir? That make you nervous? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm following Nexel on this one. I mean, because I, I think we discussed last time, you know, how I was uneasy, but I mean, he wanted to go with his guide, so I mean. Well, whatever, I knew everybody was on board <coughs> with Meatner, so. Uh, <coughs> so the question is, what time are you going to the Squishy Toad? I mean, I don't know when do y'all want to go. I don't. And you're looking. It's it's afternoon. I'm fine to go now. On the 29th of Hammer, 1493 Delray, I'm I'm trying to keep up with them dates. I'm good to go now. Hmm. And I guess let's go. So, all right, you guys are gonna head to Squishy Toad. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I don't know if you guys have seen this online, but apparently this is a double crit year for D and D. 2020. Oh, if you break it, everyone dies. Well, yeah. Well, I uh, mean, that's what the coronavirus is doing. Oh my god! Oh, fuck. <laughs> Move to Greenland or Iceland? Is it it's Iceland? Yeah, yeah I, right? I, I, I love that game. You know what I'm talking uh, about? Yes, yes, I know. Yeah, you Plague Inc. Yeah, I fucking yeah. love Plague Inc. We're not sponsored by Plague no, Inc. whatsoever. If you, you want to sponsor us, yeah. But if you'd like to, uh, we will gladly write a campaign about. Uh, yeah. Well, we've got death going on anyway. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. This is the one where they can do the zombies too. You can have zombies yeah. do it. That's, yeah, that's hard. Circle. That's harder though. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Um, you know the Squishy Toad is um, on the <laughs> other side of the port, so you literally you can walk the cup of the cusp of the port, or you can travel around town. It doesn't matter. Walk. walk I say, well, yeah, it's walk directly there. Around the port. Yeah. All right. Um, there is no rain today. It is dreadfully hot. Um, as uh, you guys make your way out of the port, the port uh, besides the market ward is the busiest port, busiest spots in all of Port Nanzari. Um, you constantly see these giant lizards moving cargo in and out of ships, much like you guys had seen where you've got. Um, they pulled your boats, and you see a lot of this just all through the docks. Um, you might see a dinosaur that's got a giant shell on its back with a club for tail actually go on a rampage before it's actually brought down, and, it, and it'll destroy a bunch of stuff. And this then, is ready for break. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted it to break. That's all it is. And when they said 10 minutes, and it said 10 minutes wasn't enough. Yeah. So Fuck your 10 minutes. Take um, my club tail. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and, and, and you notice that grabs a lot of people's <coughs> attention. Uh, but eventually, um, you make your way around. Uh, this is actually, the port is the coolest area, considering it picks up a lot of breeze oh, off I the ocean. Oh, I thought because I was around. Oh, well, that, that too. That's it's the best looking, it, it's, sexy, it's, it's the hats. Yeah. Smartest. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Boca looks like he's in a L'Oreal commercial with the breeze blowing through his hair. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe he's born with it. Um, he does bring you guys a lot of attention um, as you're walking around, and uh, not so much after you leave uh, the harbor area, because there's two. There's these. Everything's marked into different sections. The harbor area is only your side of town. It doesn't apply to where you're going. And eventually, you're stopped by some guards. And it's the same questions that you got earlier, Fat Hill. Okay. About, you know, where are you going? You know, why are you here? And all that. Um, and you just, you've learned from uh, the Harbor Master, you just pull out your paperwork. Yep. And you've got no questions. Um, eventually, you make your way to this, the Squishy Toad. Uh, this building is painted in all different types of greens and yellows, and it's got vines and flowers everywhere. And a lot that's a lot of these buildings here in the city. They're very colorful. They have vines and flowers. Um, it's almost like paradise grew over the city, pretty much. And uh, as you notice, as you approach, uh, and you, you come up to the doors. It's almost like old saloon doors. They swing in and out. Uh, you notice that in the vines and stuff, you see like little tree frogs everywhere. And there's a sign, and it's and you can't read Chilton, but there's a giant toad for a sign. I'm assuming this is the place. Yes, you're assuming this is the place. Uh, you come in and um. Oh, I want to catch a tree tree frog. Frog. I want to keep it as a pet. Got handle animal. I mean, you can roll for it, but I'm saying, I mean, if you want to try to persuade one, <clears throat> well, I got persuasion. No, well, handle animals. What I'm saying, not persuade one. <laughs> I know what you meant. I'm like, hey, little frog, how's it going? Nineteen? No, no. That uh, you, you, you gotta go out to try to touch one, and it hops away. Okay. You gotta go to keep touching again, and just keeps hopping up, up these vines around the building. I'm a sad panda now. Yeah, it looks like Baby Yoda too. That's a really cute one. Yeah, I really yeah. wanted that frog. Um. As you walk in this place, this place, uh, your characters, has anybody ever thought that maybe they've been in a swamp outside uh, Boca? I'm, okay, Boca's yeah, been, in a swamp. I've been in a swamp. I'm sure I have. This is kind of what this place smells like. <clears throat> like uh, real earthy? Yeah, real earthy smell. And it's not a terrible smell. It's just, you know, earth and like fresh cut grass is kind of what you smell as you walk into this place. And uh, it's towards the end of lunchtime while you're here. Uh, people... Coming out as you're leaving, it's all Choltons and whatnot. And when you come in, there is a total of five other people besides the bartender and something you've not seen in the tavern you were previously in. There are two waitresses here. Hmm. So, uh, when you come in, in the back, you see this glass aquarium. And it's got basically an old log. This thing's like 12 foot long. And it's got vines, and the top of it is open. And uh, you come in, and uh, the bartender, he just kind of waves. He doesn't say anything, and, I mean, there's plenty of open places to sit. Um, Fat Hill, the one thing you do notice is there is a board, and um, it's got sketches of people on it, much like where you got your tabs from. Okay, I'm going to go look at the uh, sketches of people. Okay. Uh, I can actually show them to you. Ooh. Based on who you got, they're here in this book somewhere. Got it. You know, you mean the, the ones you hand drew for us? Yeah, yeah, the, I I did. I hand drew these very, very, very well. This is Stormfang. Uh-huh. This is who you're to meet, Iku. Yeah. 
Is that a human? Uh, no, she, yeah, Cholton's, yeah. Okay. And then this is uh, Frollo and Gondola, mm-hmm. the half, we got the halfling. Um, let's see, Kawasha and Kapule. Is that the new battle? I think it looks like uh, off of uh, Oddworld. Yeah, in a way, Abe. yes, it kind of does. Yeah, it looks like a. And then you have River Mist and Flask of Wine, who are tabaxis. Yeah, well, we don't know part of them. No, why don't you want any part of them? Because they re- remind me of Shadow. I guess Whisper. Another, Whisper, yeah. Whisper and Viper. Viper, there you go. Okay. Whatever happened to Whisper? Hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard you beat up a barbarian. <laughs> a, a very awesome barbarian. <laughs> We're going to keep going with that, are we? Um, and then she retired. Uh, kind of, <laughs> kind of sidebar. Are you doing the two and two thing you was talking about last week? Two and two with yeah. the knuckles. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, when are you planning on doing that? Because he has them. Oh, I guess when we go back to the ship. Wait. Whenever I gave him back to Boca. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah, yeah. Because gotcha. it gave me strength bonuses. You don't like, have any. I, yeah, yeah, you I have a negative strength. one. Okay, then we would have done it after we got back. I guess. Cool. Okay. So, uh, when do you plan on giving them back to him? Well, obviously not here. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say I would say probably back when we get back to the ship, we get there. Or okay, that's fine. Um, we're gonna say it's 1 p.m. as you get here to the Squishy Toad. Uh, like I said, there's only five patrons here besides the uh, barkeep and the two waitresses, and none of them look like anybody on that board. Uh, so I guess I'll. Uh, I guess did I did I, I want to see if I can take it down and take it to the barkeep, the the lady we're supposed to meet. Iku, yeah, I'll take that. Uh, down. You, okay, and what are you trying to portray to him? Uh, I'm looking for her. So you point at her, and uh, he says Iku. Which, it's a Cholton name, so you don't know if he speaks common or Cholton or not. And um, he starts talking to you in a language you do not understand. I'll, I'll say in so common. common. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll say in common, do you know where I can find her? When you say that, uh, he, he kind of points, and uh, he ducks below the counter. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can hear him clanking around on, like, glass and whatnot. You just clink, 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 clink. And uh, he, he looks at you, and uh, he holds up a little vial. Mm-hmm. He pops cork, and he drinks it. And he got a... And he says, uh, Iku's not here. And he speaks in common. Yeah. <clears throat> I ask, uh, when, is, when, when can I find her? Um, he says, um, Iku and all the other guys arrive at dusk every day to see if they've got business. It's 1 o'clock. You've got about five hours. Okay, while he's talking common, I ask him about that aquarium. Aquarium? He's got a big smile on his face. What are the rest of you guys doing? What are you doing, Theodore? Uh, I'm probably just going to sit at a table and order a nail. Okay. Caladir, Nexel. I'm, actually, I was going to go check out the aquarium while he was Okay, talking. you can go to the aquarium. That's I'm going to cool. continue to look for frogs. Um, You at... <laughs> You actually notice there are little frogs, and you notice there's some bigger ones in here. Ooh, you ask about the aquarium. Yeah. Um, roll me a, if you're looking at it, roll me a perception to first sight there, Caladir. Oh. Uh, 14. 14. Roll me a wisdom save. Uh, is it, is it the, the 19? Um, as you kind of ask about the aquarium, Carol. Uh, you see him, you see Calder, he kind of jumps. There is a frog in there the size of a car tire. 
and it, and you and it, and, it, and you see its tongue slip out and it grabs like this bug that's on the aquarium and it kind of freaks you out a little. You see the tongue come out and snatch this bug, Carol. Can I befriend this frog? You're looking for frogs. <laughs> that's a frog. <laughs> hey, hey, he actually said he was going to the aquarium. Um, the bartender, whose name is Como, okay. tells you that is Krakoa. Krakoa. Yes, he is the king of Coog Eat Tug. Okay, I don't know what that is. Has his potion wore off at that point? Or? No, no, no. Okay. Um, he tells you, um, or as you would say in your common dialect, chug and tongue. He says, do you care to try? And he points above all his bottles on the wall. And you see three placards with three names. Um, obviously, you do speak halfling, right? Mm-hmm. And halfling, one is written as Rodney High Socks. Ooh. Do you read? Do you read <clears throat> dwarven? No. Okay. Do you, and you obviously don't read Chilton. But the first one has a placard up there for the year fourteen eighty eight. And what are, what are we in right now? Uh, 1493. That's five years ago. Um, and he has this big smile, as you can tell you're looking in on all this. I'm, I'm going to ask him about, what, what do you mean? A chug and... Chew, eat, tug. He tells you... Um, chug and tongue or chug and tug? Chug. It's chug. He tells you he grabs Drink. a glass yeah. chug, yeah. and then he licks it and says tongue. He says, um, he tells you the <clears throat> pot is up to 240 gold. Hmm. Boca looks at you and goes, mmm. He's wanting you to get more information yeah, about so I'm, this. I will. I'm going to keep prying in on it. I'm, so, I mean, what is the challenge or what, what's the pot for? Anybody can hear this going on because there's not a lot of people here. Um, he tells you, rules are simple. You chug five L's, you lick Krakoa, if you can keep it down, you win the pot. He says, in seven years, only three people have won. Hmm. Boca kind of looks at you like, he can do it. I'm interested in that. Yeah. So, so Bo- Bo- Boca, oop, chock, rah, he's asking how much for L. He just starts throwing gold up there. Yeah. I'm going to ask him, how, how much is the L for the contest? He, he tells you the L's very strong. Tells you three L's, or he tells you an L, three, uh, it's five. Uh, he tells you it's two gold pieces for five L's. They're pretty strong. Mocha throws, throws his change down there. Um, I'll, I'll take the remainder of that's not two gold and put that in my pocket. Um, <laughs> he throws down three. Uh, so, <clears throat> it's a tip. Yeah. Uh, you, you guys all hear this going on. So any of you can feel free to approach. I'm I'm, I'm kind of. I'm gonna start barking me like a, a barker, I guess. I'm gonna say the great Boca has entered the fray. It's gonna take down the toad. A new champion today. is here. What are you rolling <laughs> dice for there, Wes? It's a D12. Okay. You gonna are you is, is you trying to decide if you're gonna enter this? I'm thinking about it. Um. You, you do catch the other patrons' attention. They're all yeah. Cholton, and they kind of look and they start laughing. They they don't they don't understand what you say, but they kind of get what you're yeah. getting at. So I'm talking him up, doing you know, doing hand motions like he's great and everything. Um, I walk over and lay down two gold. 
I tell, for I tell him he out, he out drinks the dwarf even. I point at Theodore. You gonna try? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Theodore Boca gets to go first. So yeah, yeah. If he wins, he gets the pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm basically you know if he I'm, loses your next. Yeah, you know at arcades you stack your quarters. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. You got cool. next game. Yeah, I got next game. Um. Anybody else? <coughs> Theodore. Yeah, I'll do. How it. much of a drinker is your dwarf? All right. So you kind of throw yours. You're after me. <laughs> Galadier? I don't think so. I'm probably going to walk back over from the aquarium because that probably freaked me out. Yeah, it's a giant frog. Like I said, it's the size of a car tire. So that's we got to lick that frog. Yes. After you drink the pot. That is the frog you must lick. Okay. When you guys start lick this gold as you're backing away, Caladir, the frog, it's almost, it knows what's going on and it starts crawling itself <laughs> out of the aquarium lick and down <laughs> the bar. Okay, now I'm really going to the bar quick. <laughs> He's exposing his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Lick me. I mean, I'm probably watching it the whole time. Uh, um, You're a watcher, huh? So uh, the first thing <laughs> Como does, like I said, um, the five patrons in here, both waitresses, they're all kind of like gathering around. Mm-hmm. Um, the patrons, the five that are in here, are waging bets if this is going to happen or not. I'm like a little skinny fucking elf. I'm like, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's Mocha's con save? I'm going to roll it over here. Uh, okay. So, do you want to roll it? Or I'm going to roll it for him. Six. Six, okay. So, um, Como tells you, you know, he's kind of laying out the rules that you must drink all five. Chug them. You must chug all of them. No drops. And then you lick Como from front to the back. Oh, boy. <laughs> Boca kind of... He, he seemed kind of snarl up. And he's like... like he, he didn't... He thought maybe he was just going to have to lick a frog knot. And he's kind of freaked out, this giant frog. That's bigger than you, yeah. Karim. Starts waddling. We found him out. Like, yep. I mean, it's waddling up to the bar. You notice that it's not on two feet, th- four feet. It's on two feet. It's walking, like waddling up down the bar. Oh. It's, it's a good-sized frog. Now, if I'm close enough, does he get my plus three saving throw? Um, no. Okay. I'm going to say no on this. Um, you guys realize that this really isn't a frog frog either. This this is some type of humanoid. It's not a frog. <laughs> it starts seriously masturbating. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it, Boca licks him, and you see, you see him, like, bite his lower lip. He's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> So, Boca, he, boom, 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 boom. He slams all five of them down. Bro, gives this great big burp, and he grabs his frog, flips him around, and just from ass into head gives him a big burp. Oh, no, that's the wrong And I rolled a one. (laughs) (laughs) He told you to grow up? He he don't even get, like, five inches up, and then automatically, he just starts hurling everywhere. And, I mean, he walks away from the bar, and, like, he goes over, to a table and holds himself and blah, and he falls over. I mean, and he he's it's very hard for him to get himself up right now. I'm gonna go get a water. Go take mocha, coffee, um, and bread. Uh, you do that. Como says not the loud. <laughs> Failure must be accepted. Okay. Um, he 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 looks at you. Well, skinny man. Yeah. Um, he pours your five. Yep. And uh, boom, 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 boom. You chug both of them, you give him the big old lick. Well, what is it? I, I know the save I've wrote down. No, 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 that's not what I mean. Con. Is it a poison? 
uh, it's treated it's treated as poison. I'm immune. Uh, don't work like that. That's <laughs> that's not the point of the game. <laughs> then I throw up. Then what do you withdraw? Uh, six. Oh yeah. So you literally get a couple inches further than what Boca does, and <laughs> I am immune to poison though. Everybody is laughing, and you see some of these guys like they they didn't even bet on Nexel at all. Yeah. Like there was a lot of betting on Boca because he was a big old guy. Um, Como comes and looks at you and says, Bearded man, he says, You think you can defeat Krokoa? <laughs> and this thing is kind of like, it's laughing and its big old belly is jiggling as he does. I'll speak an undercom and pour him. Uh, he doesn't understand what you say. He starts pouring them, much like Boca, the five in the back start placing bets on you. Um, pours all five drinks. Chug them down. Chug them. And con, right? Uh, con. 20. The poison on the frog requires a con DC of 20. Um, He looks him and you're just on the... You've got to kind of force yourself the rest of the way and you can see everybody kind of start sucking in breath and you look him all the way to his head and you hold all... Your L down. And uh, Como, he just looks surprised. And then he says, Well, one bearded man done it. Not surprised another did. And um, he goes back under. You hear glass and whatnot underneath the shelf. Um, some of the patrons at the back, they're all like cheering. The waitresses are cheering for you, whatnot. And uh, he brings out this box. And it's just full of gold. 240 gold pieces. Plus two and two, so add four more for the guys that just failed. That almost makes up that door you had to pay for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, it does more than that. Now there, now there's a guy outside this door, and he's like, yeah, the pastor. <laughs> Theodore Shieldbreaker. You just made the list. Um so I guess can he, does he brought the plaque and put it up there, or does uh, he write on it? No, no, no. He 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 he. That's what I was gonna. Ask. He pulls out this plaque and he gives you this wooden <coughs> pencil. And when you fill it, it's warm to the touch. And he says, "Inscribe your name. And it shall go on the wall." And you write your name. When you do, it almost like it, it solders it, like uh, and you just it burns your name like into the plaque. Yes, and uh, you put your so name. You write fun. it in Dwarven. And he hangs up the plaque, and he kind of, you drink for free, rest of day. Um, Who's the other dwarf? That his name is Brax Stonehammer, because you read Dwarven. He did this two years ago in 11 months. Almost three years ago is when he done it. This frog, he kind of looks upset that you've done this. And, and he, he does not look too pleased. And he kind of... And he just kind of waddles back down the bar and I'm gonna try to talk back to him. in as a car- the the frog. Yeah, the frog man. Okay, what do you say to him? I say in common. In common. I'm just saying hi to him. Like hello. Uh, he just kind of, he he's very upset. He just kind of waves you off. He just sees that you're waving. He doesn't understand common. He just kind of waves you off. He's upset and he just keeps waddling to his aquarium. He says, "Ah, oh, you've upset Krakoa." He is, he's been undefeated for 18 months. And now he has to set his record all over again. 
Yeah, you've upset this uh, frogman. Mm-hmm. He's very upset. So you drink for free for the rest of the day here, Theodore. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. Well, at least the dwarf can drink. Yeah. You failed. Yeah. Nexel, you and Boca are exhausted for the next 12 hours. One level of exhaustion. What's that, half? Uh, I think it's on disadvantage saves. on some stuff. On saves, I think. Yeah. Uh, physical saves, I'm pretty sure. I, I can't remember. Here, I'll look it up. I do believe so. Let me whip out the old DM screen because I don't need it for today. I used I to know that whenever I played a, a barbarian that could rage and also berserk. Exhaustion. Disadvantage on ability checks. Okay. Not saves. Yeah. Just checks. So, uh, you guys still got quite a bit of time to kill before Iku shows up. Are you just going to sit here for the rest of the day, or... I am, because I don't feel good. Yeah, you feel like shit. Like you're puking, you've been knocked over some tables and some stools. I mean, you feel like shit, you and Boca Boca. Boca's over there just like, like he, he feels terrible. I'm going to use lesser restoration on myself. <laughs> Get rid of it? Yeah. Go for it. Bam. <laughs> okay, and you're, you're kind of up and whatnot. Uh, Como says, what did you do? You're not affected. Oh, I was. I was. I just... I, I, I outpowered it. He kind of frowns. <laughs> you sneaky like the guides. And he points to the board. <laughs> I've been called that twice. Sneaky now. like the guides. Um, so, what are you doing for the rest of your day? Are you just going to kind of hang out here? or? Yeah, well, while that guy can still talk to Tom, and I'm going to talk to him about you know, how, why he's got all the frogs. I mean, um, uh, what is that guy? Because he's clearly not a frog. Um, he tells you... Um, Used to be adventurer in Cholten, and Krokoa saved my life. He says, in, in return, I bring him here and give him hospitality. I make people lick him. <laughs> and he looks at you as, I make gold. I make gold, he stays fat and happy. Uh, so, what about all the uh, little frogs that's running around here? Is he says, just, um, they just they, 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 it's, it's for flavor. If they're attracted to, to Krokoa, and what, what is he exactly? He's a grung. Grung. Are they so, native to here? Or? Yes. They, 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 many, many tribes live out in Chold. He says they come in, they come in, uh, many, many colors like rainbows. Are they normally friendly people? Depends. Depends on what I'm doing. Depends on. Yeah, or what you have to trade. Just depends on the mood. He says something. Some they, they know different than you mainlanders. Some of them think they're very full of themselves, and some of them just keep to themselves. He says some are poisonous, like Krokoa. Some are not. Hmm. The only way to find out is you got to lick them when you meet them. Yeah. He says, but they they do they do like um to uh, sacrifice uh, to their gods. So if you ever cross grungs, uh, do as they say. Unless it's getting to this campfire for my god. He says, he says the, the, the rumor is there is one out there who likes to sacrifice every person not grung to his frog goddess so she will come and mate with him. And he says, and I see plenty of sacrifices. Hmm. I'm probably not going to do what they say. Yeah. And what is that guy's name? Or that 
grown the name? That grown, he doesn't know. Oh, he doesn't know. I mean, he said that's a it, rumor. The rumor, like a myth, or mm-hmm. it, it's not his. It's not Krakoa's tribe or anything. Yeah. I asked, do they speak Cholton or no? They 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 speak their own language. He says he says I do not know if sneaky guides know. Um, Iku, I don't think she even knows. Hmm. What potion did you drink to understand this? He says, potion that makes me speak your language. I mean, like, how'd you get it? Did you buy it or did you make it? He says, I have connections. He says, why? Why you be sneaky like guide? I'm not sneaky. Why can't you just enjoy game? (laughs) (laughs) I did enjoy it from a distance. He says, I, I have many of these potions. We, we get many people in here that don't speak native tongue. I was just curious because we brought the language barrier already. And he says, well, you're not from here. That makes perfect sense. I mean, it would have worked for us. He, um, he says, it depends. Each, each one lets me speak different language. I speak, speak your language. I speak half-man language. I speak... Beard man language, I speak skinny man language. <laughs> he says, I even speak frog language. So you have potions for that as well. He says, I, I try. He says, many people from mainland come to Cholt. Best to know everybody. Not, not, not let them be sneaky. Know the language. <laughs> he says, are you looking for some? Well, I just think it might be helpful. Says, you never know. Says I, I can sell you some. How much? Says uh, depends. Not all languages are cheap. Well, we'd need uh, a Cholton. One understand Cholton. He says, says silly you. Why would I have potion to speak on language? I didn't figure, but it was worth a shot. He says I might be able to come up with something. He says it may take a few days. Well, I don't know where we'll be in a few days. Mm. Well, how much for a uh, common? Like his common? Our common. Your common? Yes. He says, uh, he says I, I sell that cheap. That, that almost is useful as my own language. He says, I, I sell that for a hundred. That's not cheap to me. He, he says, well, you were Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> King Lizard. Yeah, I bought this. I didn't kill it. He says, I, I, I gather that. You scared of you scared of Krakoa. <laughs> he unsettled me. <laughs> he says, imagine how King Dinosaur scare you when you see him. I imagine that'll be the case. So, uh, but yeah, he's willing to sell you potions if you've got the money. Someone's got 240 gold pieces. Yeah, all passed. <laughs> By the frog language, I want to talk to the frog. <laughs> I'm going to ask him how he saved his life. Hmm? I'm going to ask how Krakoa saved. Um, what was his name? He tells you, tells you, uh, bird people. Bird people tried to take me from boat. He says, uh, I just happened to go by a tree and Krakoa jumped and grabbed me. Extra weight pulled me down. He said he hid me in his hole. Come to find out, they were looking for him too for food. So, we became buddies. Hmm. Kind of how me and Boca become He friends. says, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> he says, 
We totally different. You totally different. He smells bad. He smells bad. <laughs> he tastes bad, too. He says, so does he. He says, maybe we have more in common than what you think, small man. I ask him, uh, you know, I guess the, the, I ask him about the other plaque. Who's that? I can't read it. Um, he says, Ukala. Ukala, he's, he's champion of arena. Ah, so he's a champion of a lot of things around here. Mm, champion here at Squishy Toad. Champion of arena. Mm-hmm. I, I'll ask him about the rumor I heard about Iku. Uh, she can see oh. into your soul. He says, Iku is strange guide. Iku very particular. Um, Iku has good record. Almost perfect. But Iku hardly take anyone out. Iku very particular. He says, but when Iku takes people, people always come back. He said, if you are not righteous of heart, Iku not take you. Magics. She knows magics. Magics, much like you. Skinny man. Yeah, I wouldn't trust him. He's very tricky. Like guides. <laughs> like guides. Oh, uh, uh, if Boko will let me, I'll I'll do lesser resto on yeah. him. He'll Make be, him feel better. He'll be very yeah. grateful. Yeah. Like he'll even give you a hug. Yeah. And he kind of kind of like rubs his belly <laughs> like it hurts. I'll say that this will make you feel a lot better, man. He is already shit on himself. <laughs> Like I mean, he smells I, worse than what he usually. I does. can create water. You did it to yourself in enough time. Yeah. So yeah, he smells pretty bad. <laughs> well, now he's feeling better. So, um, he 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 does not want to drink here anymore. He wants <laughs> he wants water. I can't give him water because um, uh, it's against the rules. As you're doing that, uh, Como yells at you, Scheme man, you make good guy. You have magics too." Uh, I don't know the land very well. He says, well, no one does it first. He said, you make good money. Good coin. He said, maybe Iku train you. You have righteous heart? I think so. He has strong belly. And he points to Theodore. <laughs> strong belly. Strong belly, strong heart. But he says, good team. He says, wise man, not lick Krakoa. <laughs> and short man. <laughs> short man, smart. Make money off Krakoa. I don't think I've ever been called wise. <laughs> he says, "Dinky man," and he, in his language, he says something and kind of everybody else kind of chuckles in the bar. Mm-hmm. I tell me, he's strong, strong. He's he, he's not strong in belly. He said, "Belly empty, must need food." Well, he looked him the wrong way too. His head to t- to the tail. He said, "Not my fault." <laughs> So uh, you can sit and make conversation with him if you want. You can wait. Well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just idle stuff. So if he has anything important, I'm going to ask him, you know. You can ask him whatever you want. Anybody got any questions for him? If not, we'll kind of speed the process up here. Yeah, we fast forward, I guess. Okay. Little montage. Um, it, Wash, it, it, Washing Boca. <laughs> in an hour, he gets back underneath his table and he grabs another bowl. If If you're done talking to him... He's not going to drink it. But if you're going to continue having a no. conversation with him, he's going to drink it. No, I'll waste his money. So, um, but he, are you, are you grabbing lunch here? Oh, yeah, I will. As long as the frog didn't make it. 
oddly enough, they sell frog food. Like actual made out of frog? Yeah, like frog legs, stuff like squishy that. Squishy frog. So a squishy frog. Um, I'm just bummed I'll have a pet. Uh, you, can, you can take that fried frog and put a leash around it and drag it around. <laughs> I, I could actually cast Animate Dead <laughs> on, a, on a dead frog. Uh, about five, uh, a lot of people start to come into the uh, tavern. Um, most of the people are cholting. You Every now and then you might get... Uh, You'll get some tabaxis. They come in here and play some music. I don't know how wary that might make Theodore, Boca, or Carol. But uh, one of them's got a lute, and one of them has a flute, and they're 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 bars, yeah. and they're sitting there playing their music, you know. And it, it's actually very very good. Um, within an hour, um, damn capital, you see an older Cholton woman. Walk in who looks just like the picture that you pointed out on the uh, on the on the little board. You're up. Okay. Uh, she she kind of walks up, and the other Cholton woman that's with her, because um, there's only two Cholton women on the board, they walk up. Uh, Como takes one of them, and he points to a group of people like off on a table, and then he points you out to Iku. So does she approach us? She kind of looks, and they, they kind of have a conversation. And uh, she's over there for a couple of minutes. I don't know if anybody wants to approach her or what, but they're over there for a couple of minutes. I, I won't interrupt them. I don't want to interrupt their conversation. Okay. Uh, if she's, if whenever the conversation's done, if she sits down, I will approach her, or if she approaches me, obviously. Okay. Um, she She's going to approach you guys. If uh, you guys are not going to approach her, yeah, I'm gonna send. Uh, I'm gonna say, me and you go get an ale. It's free. All right. Okay. Well, so well, you're gonna let her talk to them. Yeah, I'll talk to her. All right. Um, you're sitting there. She comes up and uh, she says, um, "You guys have requested my service." She speaks perfect common. I'll I'll tell her. Yeah. Is Boca going with you guys, or is he staying here? Boca will probably go with us. He goes with you about everywhere. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't really speak common. Okay. Well, I don't know if you're just going to leave him here because he's pretty big. So, all right. So it's just you two. Yeah. and Cal. Okay. So let me. You're going to get up before she makes her way this way. Yeah, I'm going to go get one of his free elves. Okay. Cool. Um, as you he just do, pour it into mine. He gives it to you for free. Yeah. I mean, you can't pour it into mine. Um, are you uh, are you watching her, or are you just not yeah. paying her attention? All right. Um, roll me a perception. Any anybody that's watching her can roll a perception. Yeah. For sight. Twenty one. I got a nineteen. Boca got a sixteen. Twenty three. Sixteen. Okay. Nexel and Theodore notice it. Uh, you notice that she she does a very good job at hiding it. She casts a spell. Um, and when she does, she kind of furls her nose up, kind of squints her eyes like she doesn't like something when she does this. Probably cow, but... Um, and she uh, what she does, she's kind of looking around the bar and her, she kind of gets a, a distasteful look as she's looking around. She's not looking at any of you, but she has a very distasteful look on her face. Um, and she uh, kind of watches you guys walk by, and she has a curious look on her face as she stares at Boca. And then she comes and sits, and uh, she says, um, 
You've asked for my services. Um, Because I'm Iku. We appreciate you meeting with us. Uh, We have asked for your services. Um, You come as a recommendation for a guide. uh, Something we need. And we were warned that uh, the stories are you are able to you have a sense about people. You are able to peer into the soul. You say that? Yes. Okay. Both of you roll me another perception. Um, you, Nexel, can gain advantage. Okay. Uh, 20. Oh, good job. I'm glad you did. Now you see her 16. casting a spell. So you guys say this. <clears throat> what is your most inner thought as you do say this? What is your mo- like? What would you be thinking as you're giving this conversation to her? Like what you just said, what are you thinking? If we're talking about purity of soul? No, what you just said to her, what would be on your mind as you oh, say that? Um, trying to find this hideout of this evil to... to. So you're thinking, I need to find this cult of the rule and whatnot. Yeah. What are you thinking when you say purity of soul? I'm probably worried about myself, like wondering what side, if she can, what... She'll see. On your own soul. Yes. Um when you got when you say this, she kinda gives you guys both curious looks. You have an itching in your head. Um, you've done enough work with Van and whatnot, like you feel like something is in your mind. Okay. But it's not being forceful. Um She uh she says, Well, um to do business, I must ask that you let me cast a spell upon you both. And I will also need your compatriots as well. They are to be traveling with you. Why ask now if you've already cast spells? She says... I'll let you go deeper than you already have. She says, well... You you say that? Yeah. So you're just going to let her get into your mind, because that's exactly what she's doing. I'll tell her. You can go deeper than you already have. When you do this, she kind of smirks, and she kind of sits back in her seat. And, uh... I believe myself righteous. I don't feel like I have anything to hide. Okay. Yeah, I'll just get my own player's handbook. She's using the tech thoughts. Yeah, I, I'm I'm op- I'm opening myself to her. What about you, Caladir? He says this. I, I mean, I, and I realize she's going to see a bunch of shit that I'm trying to keep well, quiet about. I want to hear her answer first. All right. So um, for the duration, I can read surface thoughts. If you probe deeper, the target must make a wisdom saving throw, which you're just going to allow I will willingly fail. It gains insight into its reasoning, if any, its emotional state, or something that looms large in its mind, such as something it worries over, loves, or hates. Um, <clears throat> I would say at this point, I worry over Cal. Mm-hmm. I may even love Cal like a brother. Mm-hmm. Um, my emotional state is fear for him, most likely. Fear for myself, fear for the people I travel with. What were the other things? And I'll keep answering the questions. Okay. <laughs> so, so basically, you're allowing her to read all the info, like what what you know he is, and all the other stuff. Yeah. So you're just letting it open. Yeah. Um, as you can tell that this is going on, Caladir, she like she she relaxes when she smirks, and she's kind of looking at Nexel, and within mere seconds, she just like snaps her head real fast and is staring at you the entire time. Disintegration ray, roll save. <laughs> is that even still a thing? Disintegrate? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, Boulders have it. So, but uh, anyway, so um, 
she asked, Why should I help you? Now we're going to cut off. Okay. We're going to go to you guys. Uh, you're going, you're going to get an L and whatnot. What is your, unless you're actively looking for something, or if you're watching this conversation go on as you're at the bar getting a drink, mm-hmm. like are you watching them have this conversation? Yeah. What about you, Theodore? Yeah. All right. What is everybody, what are you guys' passive? Passive. Uh, 13. Uh, 17 <coughs> and 15. Okay. That's, that's both of you guys, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you two see something very out of place, Boca and Fat Hill. And it's making your way towards you guys. And uh, it's a dwarf. And it looks nothing like Theodore. It wears no armor. It, it's pale like the white these walls around us. Ooh, I'm leaving. Um, its hair is almost like it is bleached. <clears throat> um, it wears... It looks like it has face paint on, but it's very smudged. Like it's like it's been sweating or like it's been through something. Um, it's covered in dirt. Um, and it wears, I guess what you could say, shorts, but they're very beat up. And it's like got leaves around them. It almost kind of looks like if you thought maybe what a dwarven druid would look like. So the shorts like the Hulk after he turns into the Hulk. Yes, that's a very good way to put it. But he's got like leaves on him, and he's got like bandages, and like he's been attacked and whatnot, and what and whatnot. And uh, do you speak dwarven? No. And then Boca doesn't speak dwarven because you all speak the same language. Um, Theodore, something grabs you by the arm, and it kind, it kind of jolts you because you're watching this conversation, and it's a dwarf unlike any you've ever seen before. And he's speaking in dwarven. He says, "I need you. You must come with me." And he and he's just wide eyed and kind of scared. I'll say an undercommon. What? He kind of looks at you odd. Like he, he doesn't understand your language. He and get again he says, You we have no time to waste. I don't speak undercommon either, so I don't know what the heck you yeah. said. Oh, <laughs> uh. That was me talking, so he's talking Jordan to me. Yeah, I don't know that either. In common, ask what? Uh, He does not understand common. And by now, he's got you by the arm, and he's, like, trying to pull you. And Dwarven, I'll be like, what's wrong? He says, you need to help me free my kin. From what? He says, slavery. We've been enslaved. He's like... Like, I've traveled from the jungles and did not think I'd make it, he says. But some serpent saved me and guided me here. He says, some protector of the jungles. Told me I'd find heroes here. And here you are. I never thought I'd see someone from the mainland again. His dialect is very different from yours. But you can still make out enough to see that it's the same language. Let me talk to my friends. He says, no, I need you now. And he, he's like forcefully trying to get you to come with him. I'll say, not without my friends. He says, you said heroes, not hero. And any kin. I need I need the kin. He says, well, we will gather all the dwarves in the port. 
There's not many. You say ISIS. How would you know? He says, says have you been here long? He says, I, I, I have friends here. Few days, and I've only seen a shop with dwarves in it. He kind of looks at you odd, like that doesn't make any sense to him. He says, well, I need you now. We must go. We don't have much time. He says, there are very few of us left. If you're going to try to get him to wait, you're going to have to roll a persuasion. Yeah, because I'm not going. That's a negative one. Ooh. Awesome boy. Perfect. Nice. It's going to be bad whenever you got to hit a 20. <laughs> Three. <laughs> uh, so you're pretty much telling him the same thing. Yeah. It's like, I know you need kin, but I'm not going anywhere without my uh, companions. When you say this, he kind of looks around the squishy toad and he says, I see no more of our kind. My companions are not dwarves. And he, he he's not taken back by that, but he's kind of looking around. And he sees the halfling, and he points to him. He says, him? And I point up to... Uh, he kind of looks up at Boca and kind of looks at you like you're insane. Eh, it's not bad. <laughs> There's two more as well. We don't have time for this. I, we need to go. And this is all in Dwarven. Fathill, how are you reacting to this? So this guy seems like very panicked and excited. Like he's trying to. He keeps pulling over here on Theodore. Boca is just kind of looking at him like he's like he's just coming out of an insane asylum. Yeah, it's kind of how the guy is acting. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what he's saying. So, I mean, I'm like, is your friend okay? Like he's acting... You ask, and I'll say. He's saying that we need to help rescue his kin. Uh, about this time he's going on Como, he kind of, uh, he, he, he's kind of shooing this dwarf away. Like, shoo, shoo, shoo. Like, trying to get him to leave, like, from a, from the opposite side of the bar. Oh, I'll tell him, I, I, I probably won't understand me, but I'm going to tell him that's his long-lost brother or something. He kind of looks at you now like you're crazy. Like they, like he's motioning one emotion to the other. Like they don't even look the same. I don't know. Those, those uh, dirt dwellers are a little weird. Um, he he kind of he kind of digs around in his pouch, finds all these potions. He tells you the albinos are crazy. <coughs> Says they have, they have not come to the port in decades. Yeah, I don't know. I- they're talking their language. Or you, yeah. you hear yeah. Como say this. Well, I'm, I'm just saying that he, he uh, is speaking his language. Uh, it's like, garble, garble, garble. Rock, talk, rock, talk. Earth, 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 earth. Rubble, rubble. Rock, rock. Rubble, rubble. I'll relay the parts of the conversation to the bartender. Um, and saying he needs his kin to help him. And he's going to get some more dwarfs from town. He got tells you most of the dwarves left decades ago. That's what I told him. Well, I told him there's not very many dwarves here. He says the albinos don't ever hardly come out. He says they're they're very reclusive. He says get 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 him out of here. He he will drive away customers. Back to this side. Um, Way to go, Wes. Had your brother help. So, uh, 
she sees this and she's giving you this look, Aladir. She says, I don't help your kind. Ooh. Well, she said, she says, the jungle are plagued with the undead. Why would I lead what he is out there? Because that's what we're trying to stop. We're trying to stop the undead. We're trying to stop this from happening. Did you not peer far enough in? She says, I see the righteousness, but I need to I need to know if the risk outweighs the threat. The plague has been going on for decades. She's like, anyone who ever goes to stop the death out there only becomes part of it. It grows and it spreads. She says, very few guides are left. Well, I'm not going to speak for you, but we have no choice. I mean, either we go and try and stop this, or the world's at risk. You have a choice. Your friend here, Nexel, his boss, Lamorum, told him to run, told you to run. You have a choice. You can run. There are places to hide within the world, and they'd never find you. That may be, but we don't know for sure. Oh, if you're gonna go hide, we can go help this dwarf guy now. Yeah, I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell. It's a female, correct? Mm-hmm. I'll tell her that they're able to keep tabs on him, even if he hides, they'll be able to find him. She said, "I seen the crystal." Yeah. She says. I've seen one here in port. Who? She said they were human. A few years ago, they were they were one of the ends looking at it. Did you see anything when you looked at it? She said <laughs> no. Some some crystal balls are just uh, programmed to only show the people who control the magic with them. Uh, for all I thought maybe they were just looking for something in the jungle I would have never thought that what you're talking about would be the case I I think they were programmed in the jungle and that's what I want to find I want to find where they were put together how where they were enchanted you're right we can run but I think that that is going to be worse for the world, be worse for wherever he's at. If the shit hits the fan, I don't want it to be in a small village where we're hiding. I I want it to be in the... I know, castle, the lair of where we need to be. She says, um, you speak of this shit hitting a fan. Yeah. So, then what would, what would it be called if he became what he was supposed to be here, if you're trying to lead him directly to it? Then what? Every little village. Every little village in this jungle, they get it first. 
There are people here I care about. There are creatures out there I care about. Mm. And you are asking me to risk this for that? She got emotions to him. And then she got emotions out. Like she's kind of pointing out towards the jungle. <clears throat> We're going. That can either help us. She says, sure. you're going if I allow it. We'll find someone, and we'll be on that jungle. She says, one word to the merchant princes, and you'll be snatched. They'll kill you on the spot. Especially if it threatens their empire they've built. Then that's the way it'll have to be. I mean, it's... I've... I, I am willing to die for this. She's like, I've seen. She said, but are you willing to kill off the entire world for this? Because if you fail, that's what you're looking at. You're you're throwing fuel on a fire that is already raging. But there is no, there is no, there, there there's there's only one op. Failing is the only thing that can happen because if we hide, we will eventually fail. There is no stopping failure unless we can win. You can't. You can't outweigh this. She says no. No one can outweigh death. Death comes to everyone. Right. It's not the end. She didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, dun, dun, dun. Maybe you've already failed. <laughs> she says, and what of you? Well, God of death. That's not me. Two, n- not yet. <laughs> God of death and training. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to let it get to that. She says, there are many evils in the jungle of Chult. If what you're searching for is out there and beyond T finds you, knowing that they could hold some type of sway so the Night Serpent can come upon this world and aid this Vecna in the rule in this war, they would do it. What's the Night Serpent? Uh... It's a demon snake beyond worship that will eventually destroy the world. And their main goal is to seek the snake to unleash it. And by what I understand, this Vecna is a god of knowledge who says that he doesn't know how to do so. And to give him up in trade, then what? The forces that you are thinking about or beyond your comprehension, beyond mine, beyond anyone in this port. You're better off talking to sages of Silvery Moon or Waterdeep far in the north where you belong. Not here. The only thing that belongs here is you. She points to you, Caldear. And if anybody knew it, they would not want you nowhere near here. So what's your suggestion? Just to run and hide? We're going to cut back over here. He's pulling to you. 
really hard, Theodore. Kiss him. No. And you're you're saying uh, it's your friends, and he's kind of looking around, and you you talk to them too. He's starting to get angry. You are not winning this persuasion at all. No. <clears throat> I told him. I'll tell him if he wants help, he's going to have to wait. He's going to have to drink five beers and look the toad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and get no go pieces. And get no go pieces. Sure. Well, well, the pot would be two gold. Two gold. You had to pay it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. He 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 kind of uh. He pulls this axe, this hand axe, from his back. Kill him. And uh, he says, "Where's your kin?" He said, "Would you allow them to be enslaved? Would you allow them to be taken against their will?" They were. He says, "Then why won't you help?" says, why, why are you waiting? He says, I have no time for this. He's like, I will find someone else if you will not help your own kinfolk. There's strength in numbers. He says, there are no numbers. There are only me and you here. There are none of our kin. Sometimes kin is not by blood. Um, he kind of looks at you and he says, he spits, he says, you're wrong. No one here would help. There is no such thing as kid that is not blood. And he storms off. As he does, he's kind of looking around the bar like he's looking for something in the squishy toad. And he's just looking all around. And you can either go say something to him or he's going to leave. He's obviously got some information that uh, there's other dwarves here in town. The only dwarves I've seen is at the shop where I bought my chain mail uh-huh. or chain shirt. And Como was just talking about that. So, but he's looking around and he's heading towards the door. It's your brother. He's not my brother. Boca's just kind of looking at you like, what are you going to do? He kind of puts his hands on your shoulder. Uh, Fat Hair says, Chalk Mark a Row. Because you're my bro. <laughs> I know. Uh, he's heading back off to their spot. Boca is. Yeah, I'm going back that way too. Theodore, what are you doing? You letting go? Or are you going to the table with him? I'm going to go to the table with him. And as you head to the table, you see this dwarf walk out the door. This has been the Last Tavern on the Left podcast. You can check us out on Twitter over at Last Tavern Pod. If you like our music, check out tabletopaudio.com. If you like the Villains Man, you can check us out on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening, and keep the dice rolling, guys.